This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. We have finally reached the mountaintop, everyone. The air is a little crisp up here. The air is a little drier, a little colder. But my friends, we have reached the mountaintop. It is Calder Cup finals time, everyone, as your Hershey Bears will be taking on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Unreal. Of course, this being live streamed here on Twitter, on Facebook, on the Hershey Club, Hershey Bears fan club page as well. And of course, through the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Joining me is my partner in, in hockey. We've done four of these so far. Corey Schwartz of Field Pass Hockey joining me. Corey, brother, thank you for coming on, man, as always. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I don't think we've ever gotten to do one of these shows at this point in June before. So this is a, a new experience for us, but one we're very happy to undertake. That's for sure. We're talking about the Calder Cup finals. It's awesome. Indeed it is. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk crud. Crud. I always get ideas for this stuff. Just so everyone knows, it is the finals. Just so that everybody knows, it is the Calder Cup finals. The title will be on the line, ladies and gentlemen. The big belt is on the line as the Hershey Bears take on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So, here we are, Corey. Here we are. It is June. It is June 7th at the live stream of this. It will be June 8th, at least on the audio side. It is finals eve. And the Bears are traveling to California as, as a lot of us were able to say for the first time ever, but thanks to Hershey Bears historians, it is the first time since 1954 the Bears are playing hockey in the state of California. So nearly 60 years it's been, but the boys are back in California. The weird stat to consider has been so long. I actually didn't even know there was a precedent for it, to be honest, as you kind of alluded to at the beginning of that. That, you know, it just goes to, you know, really show you there was a great newspaper clipping the Bears put out on social media. uh, Not that long before we go live here, actually, where it was, um, I believe they were playing the Los Angeles Blades, I think was the the tweet that I saw. Yeah, the Blades. And uh, it was... Oh, awesome. Awesome. Okay. I was yeah. trying to, my short term memory, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of thinking to myself, that's a weird one. But, um, you know, it was, it was really cool to see, you know, just how far hockey in the world and, you know, everything's kind of come along since those, those newspaper clippings and some of those old pictures that we was wearing helmets. It was very much an old school photo that precedes, you know, a lot of teams being in the NHL, you know, the, the Flyers, the Penguins, you know, some of that stuff is just that old and it's amazing you know, how different the circuit was back then. And there's precedent for it. So it was pretty cool to see that pretty cool to see, um, you know, the bears just pulling out another little bit of history out of their, from under their, um, you know, under their cap, so to speak. 
fitting in the 85th anniversary season of the Bears that we get to have a little nugget like that in this this going into this series. Unreal that you know you you think that there's a few places in this hockey world that the Bears haven't been to, and we think, oh, it's California. The Bears haven't played out there. It'll be the first time ever. Um, something like that, but apparently, uh, still the great Gordy Howe was right. Anyone who's anyone in the world of hockey has indeed come through Hershey. So, you know, let's get into this. The Bears, you know, as I said on, on my show, I'm sure you covered in articles as well, uh, defeated the Rochester Americans in six games, but they won nothing victory. The lone goal going to Shane Gersich and the Amherst just just bled just bled out. A team that lived and died by the power play indeed went one for fourteen the entire series. And if and for Rochester fans, don't don't despair. The future is very bright with this team. Very fast, very young. Get yourself some. I know Malcolm Subban himself a heck of a playoffs. Continue to get yourself some steady goaltending, and I think this team's going to be just fine. There's a lot of stuff to be excited for there in Rochester, and I think the Sabers have more on the way. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things. the The Buffalo system is very strong. You know, the the Sabers are kind of been up and coming in the NHL, just as you know the Americans have been consistently playoff worthy over the last few years. Certainly this has probably been one of their, you know, obviously their best finish in quite some time, but like you kind of alluded to, they got a lot of great prospects in that system. They're fast. They have a very strong game plan that, you know, again, it took a lot of, you know, adjustments for Hershey on the fly to counter them. You saw how they came out and took that first game. And, you know, the bears simply in my mind played just, you know, lights out defense, uh, you know, Rochester is kind of one of the teams as we'll talk about in a little bit here that in my mind it has kind of that offensive firepower that Coachella Valley has who the Bears are going to be playing for the Calder Cup. Um, you know, numbers are a little bit skewed. Coachella Valley obviously has played almost the max amount of games that they're able to play going into this series, which, you know, inflates their numbers and, you know, changes the averages a little bit. But Rochester, I think, just had maybe the pot- most potent offense in the AHL that, you know, we've seen so far. And it, the Bears really kind of handled that and then some, I think. So it'd be kind of, it's kind of an interesting, you know, maybe, um, you know, preceding event to the Calder Cup finals here to see, you know, just how the Bears can match up against Coachella Valley. Not to say it's going to be easy because of that. It's not. It is going to be a big challenge, the best one yet for this Bears team. But it's one I think they're, they're you know, well-equipped to do battle in effectively. Agreed. And um, I I think the Bears handled Rochester very well, made the appropriate adjustments. And of course, here we stand. Now, we had to wait. um, And we found out that our opponent eventually would be the Coachella Valley Firebirds. As much as we wanted Milwaukee in the rematch of the 06 finals, we can't always get what we want in this cruel, cruel world. So... As one of the taglines of this series is, it is the oldest team versus the youngest team going at each other in the finals here. And Coachella Valley, they are they are very veteran heavy. Alex True, Max McCormick, Andrew Poltotolarinski, and some young prospect on there by the name of, oh, I don't know what's his name, Shane Wright is there as well. Joey Decord, 
has been backstopping them the entire time. This is, as all finals are, is going to be Hershey's toughest test, test yet. And the fact that they got to start the series all the way out there in California um, is is going to be a challenge. And before you answer, Corey, th- all you watching on the Hershey Bears fan club uh, page, um, please do give a thumbs up to this and leave a comment on the video. You know, I'll make sure to read it out there and give your prediction, Bears Nation, for the said series as well. And thank you to DraftKings, our sponsor, as well. All right, Corey, go ahead, brother. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's an interesting series. As you mentioned, you know, Coachella Valley has a lot of veterans in there. They're probably more veteran laden in terms of experience, um, maybe even the Bears are in that sense, which is kind of an interesting dichotomy given the whole oldest franchise in the league versus the youngest type of thing. So I think that's kind of an interesting you know, split. A lot of these guys, you know, if those names sound familiar to you Bears fans out there, it's because of that split affiliation that Seattle had with uh, the Charlotte Checkers last season that caused a lot of those guys, the Joey Decords, the um, Max McCormick's, Alexander Trues um, of, the, of this team to – you know, be with the Charlotte checkers last season. So there's a little bit of an element of familiarity. Obviously this bears team is familiar to those guys as well. Not quite a hundred percent familiar, just as this Coachella Valley team is. And, you know, obviously we've seen guys like Andrew Podorowski won a Calder cup with the Charlotte checkers before that Seattle affiliation, kind of an odd caveat there back in 2019. So had to deal with him back in that year when the bears got swept by the checkers, um, the last time that they advanced out of the first round of the playoffs way back when seems like an eternity ago at this point, but you know, it's time for somebody to dethrone Podorowski. This will be his third straight Calder cup final appearances with three different teams over the last three years of Calder cup, uh, eligibility so to speak with with it being awarded type of thing three different teams he's done that with in that respect so he's kind of been a guy that you know seems to at least be a good luck charm obviously Coachella Valley did the the lion's share of that work without him as he was recovering from uh, a lower body injury that required some surgery there and uh, you know he's a great hockey player probably shouldn't be in the AHL still we always wondered when his graduation was going to be and you know shortly somebody's going to have that happen at some point but for the money, I mean, I think that, you know, Hershey has played the right way so far in this series. And so, you know, it kind of reminds you of how the billing was going into that Rochester series where, you know, Rochester scored so many goals. How are they going to contain their power play? You know, and for all the skewing that the numbers are just based on Coachella Valley having so many more games played than everybody. I mean, I believe if the numbers are still right. They have at least six games more um, under their belt played in these playoffs than Hershey. Part of that's due to them playing in the play-in round. But, you know, they had 72 power play opportunities was the number that I saw, which was a staggering number compared to the rest of the league. But, you know, oddly enough, Hershey has a better percentage on their power play than these Firebirds do despite all that talent. The Bears have kind of, in my mind, you know, shown that defensive structure obviously if they can do the same to Coachella Valley as they were able to do to Rochester you know I think you have a reason to feel optimistic about the Bears odds here Coachella Valley has the the you know tendency to give up a number of goals over some of their games but you know they've won a lot of those just by being a straight up you know, uh, track meet in this in that sense you know a lot of six fives a lot of you know five or more goals scored in a lot of those games. So, you know, Hershey's a different kind of beast for them. They obviously were able to get by Calgary in overtime in one game there, you know, in game five. Uh, 
But, you know, if I'm Hershey, I'd say, hey, boys, let's just do what we've been doing here. Let's keep working and pushing this hard and, you know, play our game, so to speak. And, you know, the results will hopefully speak for itself at some point. Dare I say a more advanced version of Rochester. Um, Just a really a talented team there in, in Coachella Valley. And on defense, a former Bear, Eddie, big Eddie. Eddie Whitgo will be returning to Hershey next Tuesday as as well. So there was a lot there's a lot of like like big boys on this team. Like I looked, I'm taking a look at their roster now. I'm seeing a lot of 6'1-6265s with them. So it's gonna be another big team the Bears are gonna be go gonna be going up against. And Annette, they've leaned heavily on Joey Decord, a former Ottawa Senator former Belleville Senator as well. And it's very stacked for the bears. Like, you know, and you and me have a tendency to do these on these streams and I'm still going to do it anyway, because it's my dumb show. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to tap in our fandom. Cause I know you are going to love this. I'm breaking out a dragon ball Z reference. I don't care. This is cell we're facing. This is final form of cell. Rochester, without absorbing the androids. Now, it's absorbed the androids, and now we've got Cell Final for version that we are facing. This team, I feel, is a much more refined version of Rochester. And, like, yeah, you said they could put five or, five or six goals on you, remind you of another certain Bears team in the past. Um, but, you know, that's what these playoffs are. Very challenging. I think that's a, a great comparison to, you know, compare this this Coachella Valley team to. It definitely gives you, you know, when you were watching that Milwaukee series, or at least, you know, as much as I could see since it was well past my bedtime, and I'm kind of trying to conquer that on uh, on Thursday and Saturday. But um, it, it definitely gives you final boss kind of vibes, you know? Like, if there's, you know, to coin another Dragon Ball Z, you know, type of reference, or I guess original Dragon Ball in this case, when it's, you know, the 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 tournament and you know you know piccolo juniors on one side and if he wins he's gonna face goku for you know the the title mm-hmm. type of thing you know he's gonna win you know it's gonna be the the tough yeah. opponent we're not facing krillin anymore type of thing you know it's it's <clears throat> it's a very different kind of uh kind of beast that we're facing here you know it's it's you know, i'm playing a lot of the legend of zelda the new tears of the kingdom game it's like you know when you see ganondorf yeah. has his full power type of thing and you're just sort of like I'm going to have to mm-hmm. fight that eventually. Yeah. You know, it just had that vibe. So, yes. you know, like you said, it yeah. has the potential to go, you know, one of two ways. You know, you really hope it's not the Lake Erie Monsters of 2016 where those big guys, you know, really played a big game and, you know, really made the Bears seem, you know, seem insignificant to them type of thing. You know, they were really able to handle the Bears that year. You really just hope it's not one of those kinds of situations. Like you said, there's big guys. Eddie Whitco is, we know Eddie Whitco. He's a big guy with, who can hit hard, you know, kind of reminds you of an, a parallel version of, uh, of Dylan McElrath in some ways that they kind of play a similar style. So to me, it's uh, it's an interesting situation. It's fitting because of it being, you know, that final boss kind of feeling that the Bears should have to, you know, face it or, you know, Frankly, it was it felt like it was always going to be one of either Coachella Valley or the Calgary Wranglers that were going to make it out of that Pacific Division. So I like that comparison. I think it's apt. Um, I think it's going to be a, 
just a monumental task for the Bears, but I know they're loose and they're having fun and they're just, you know, going to enjoy the moment and play for it. Exactly. And it's, it's a new experience for us Bears fans. You know, I'm sure there's a few people out there, but there's nobody in the fan base that has seen a bear um, travel farther than Texas to play in a finals. So this is all new territory for us Bears fans. And we're going to take a look at the Bears and what and who is going to have to do what to bring the silver chalice back home. But first, we're going to step aside and pay the bills, and we'll be back right after this. So, Bears fans, it is time to light the lamp. These hockey playoffs as we are getting down to the Stanley Cup Finals with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus Bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. That's code THPN only for DraftKings Sportsbook, the sponsor of this very podcast. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call call 877-8-HOPE. And why or text hope NY four six seven three six nine in Kansas call one eight hundred five two two five four seven zero zero on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas twenty one plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after insurance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at drafting terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms and we're back everyone apologies for that had to pay the bills had to be done everyone so let's continue on um, we got um, from one here on uh, facebook as well with the question frank vex lappy Ennis, which one of these Bears need to break out in these series? And I think that's a really good question heading into this series as we've gotten a lot of depth scoring, and that's needed, but a lot of the uh, proverbial big Bears have not stepped up. So which one out of those names, uh, Corey, do you think needs to break out this series? I mean, for your money, all of them would be ideal to, to you know, get a couple of goals from. I mean, it'd be lovely to see Ethan Frank take that next step. We talked about him all playoff long, you know, one of the few Bears to not score a goal, it seems like, you know. And it, it's been a shame for him because, you know, he's, he's a guy with a lot of potential, a bright future on the horizon no matter what. And, you know, he's done so much for the Bears over the course of this season. It'd be nice to see him etch his name into the, you know, the lore of the bears here by scoring that big goal. And, you know, hopefully we're just saving that big goal for, you know, this kind of big moment type of thing. And, you know, for my money, I'd like to see anybody of those guys get a goal. Sam Annis, you know, he was a guy that had a couple of big goals during the Eastern conference finals. And, you know, obviously even preceding that, you know, you can picture him having a, you know, a clutch power play goal that turns the tide. You know, he's, he's a total sniper when he takes that shot. Um, you know, and for my money, any of those other guys, Hendricks, LaPierre, Mike Vecchioni, those are guys that we know have been able to produce goals and, you know, contribute in a big way. Vecchioni, especially, will be awesome to see him get a big, a big bear roar um, 
in a Calder Cup final, do it on, on enemy ice here to start off with type of thing. You know, those are guys that can score goals. And when they get going, I'm, I'd be terrified if I was another team. Is These are guys, you know, when the Bears are rolling, they're a dangerous machine, right? They have four lines that can score. And, you know, each of those lines is kind of taking turns being the hero. You know, right? We saw Henrik Borgstrom kind of play the hero in the first two games against the Hartford Wolfpack earlier this, in this playoff run, right? We saw, you know, Sam Annis kind of take over a couple of games of the power pl- on the power play. Um, you know, to kind of improve Hershey's mark in that respect compared to the regular season. Hendrix LaPierre, you know, we saw him score a hat trick earlier this season. You know, this is a guy that when he gets going, he's going to put the puck in the back of the net. And, you know, Mike Vecchioni, what more can you really say about the guy? I mean, he's been Hershey's top line right winger, you know, for most of this regular season for good reason, right? He's kind of, you know, almost become the face of the team in a lot of ways. So, and he's going to be here for two more seasons. You know, what way to start the whole, you know, to, to get a Calder Cup and, you know, under your belt in that respect. And, you know, one of those guys buries it. I'm not even, you know, convinced that we're not going to see another great Logan Day goal or, you know, we're going to get more of those depth things. But, you know, where one line has not scored, you know, when the first line hasn't done, the fourth line stepped up, the second line, the third line, you know. So I think it's going to be just, it's going to have to be everybody pulling on the rope. We don't have our Alexander Giroux, our Keith Coin to, you know, say, hey, those guys are just going to outscore you. And, you know, think back to 2010 against Texas. It wasn't really those guys outscoring everybody. It was some great quality team wins. So that's what I'm looking for. You know, I say anybody and everybody gets on the board there, certainly. Agreed. And you brought up a really good point. That was that that 2010 team. It was the Francois Bouchards. It was the... Um, it, it was the Patrick McNeil, the Carl Alsner, the John Carlsons. I can hear a lot of Bears fans going, mm-hmm, keep listening to those names, brother. Your Andrew Jodries as well, uh, Jay Beagles as well. Guys, you know, your your middle six guys who able were stepped in, were able to step in when guys like um Giroux Acoin um weren't weren't stepping up because Texas was able to neutralize them. And I think that's something a lot of that, that Rochester did a pretty darn good job of was neutralizing our top talent. And that's what tends to happen in these playoffs. Anyway, your top scoring gets neutralized and your depth is forced to carry you unless you're Edmonton and it's just Leon and Connor the entire time until they run out of gas, but that's, what's carried the bears so far. And you want to see more more of that. And one thing I really liked I saw in the Rochester series was the return of defensive scoring. We barely got any during the the regular season and now Nessie getting on the board, Logan Day having a heck of a month of May. Let's keep that going as well and Lucas getting a big goal in Hartford as well. So um it's good to see the defensive scoring finally come alive. Yeah, I agree. I was getting goosebumps when you were listening off some of those guys from 2010, by the way. Like, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, Bears fans who are around who know it and remember it, you know, that will always be the reaction. So those guys were just something else, you know, entirely. Yeah. But, um, you know, I agree. You know, people were calling Logan Day, Logan May. I saw that a couple of times. I'm like, let's turn into Logan June here, honestly, you know, because he's been so you know, such a standout performer. I've, I've, I said it a few times in the regular season where I was like, man, if you know this guy gets a couple of breaks his way, he's going to score some goals, man. And he's really found that kind of niche for himself. You know, 
you kind of think back to when they had the luxury of having him as a seventh or eighth defenseman for so long. Now I don't think he's that anymore. I think he's, you know, he's your top six guy and he's here to stay because he kind of has that well-rounded game, right? He's able to, you know, quarterback a power play, but he's got the size and the mobility to, you know, play really strong defense and, you know, play that kind of massive physical style. You know, we talked about how big uh, some of Coachella Valley's guys are. For my money, Hershey's a sizable team, man. You got a lot of guys that are, you know, maybe not the heaviest hitters of the bunch, but, you know, a lot of guys, you know, you start that fourth line, then you start the, you know, the line of uh, of Dylan McElrath and Gabriel Carlson on defense. That's a massive wall to get through, honestly. So, you know, for my money, I think the Bears match up sizably decently. I mean, you know, obviously you have some smaller guys that, you know, play a specific role there, of course. But it's it's fascinating to me to consider you know, how many guys have chipped in towards this Because, Like you said, you know, some teams will play until your guy, your big stars run out of gas. It's not a sustainable formula, but it's one that we like to believe works as sports fans. I think in a lot of ways that, Hey, if Connor McDavid scores every single game, how can we lose? But, you know, I, in today's hockey playing defensive structure is just as important as getting offense. And that's kind of the thing I've loved about the bears that they've had that kind of balance where they've been getting, you know, generating offense, but also playing so such strong defense that, you know, it's really been this kind of one-two punch where you can take the life out of somebody with that sort of thing. You, you know, you look at the, the game six against Rochester, the Bears scored that goal. It was a simple play. You know, it was a shot, save, rebound in a good spot, right, for Shane, and he puts it in. And then the Bears, you know, somehow stand up with, you know, what we could be talking about as a legendary penalty kill, in some ways, and that five on three, Jake Massey blocks a bunch of shots. You know, Shepard's without a stick. The Bears endure. You know, this team just has a lot of that, you know, that grit and stick to that you talk about. You hear people talk about a lot of times. I think it's kind of gone a little underappreciated maybe so far in contrast to these these mighty offensive teams they've played so far. Yeah, I think this is, yeah, seeing the Bears' depth come through and the defensive as well is going to play a big factor and one other thing, I don't think a lot of people are talking about this, is the coaching on both teams. For the Bears, you know, you do have Todd Nelson, former bench boss of the Grand Rapids Griffins when they went on their run as well. But Dan Bialsma on the other side for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, former Wilkes-Barre Scranton head coach, former Pittsburgh Penguin head coach, two-time Stanley Cup champion, and they are more than happy to tell you that. Dan by Alzma. So there is there there is coaches that this is not just like Coachella Valley as a first year coach that's just that that has a luxury sports car and is just not crashing it down the freeway. Dan Bialsma is gonna know how to coach his team and keep keep everybody together. And Todd Nelson's been here before. So you're you really got a battle of the brains going on here as well at coach at coach as well. And before we do go on, a bit of a thank for the one like we've gotten here is very own. Some of you like him, some of you don't, but Bob Hauer giving a like to this show. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, brother. Go Bears. Thank you very much. The the vo- the inside voice of the Bears. Can't say voice of the Bears, that's Zach Fish, but the the inside voice of Giant Center. Thank you, Bob. But getting back to that, head coaches is a really big factor for this as well, as you have two coaches 
who are going to be playing chess in this four dimensional even. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting battle. Like you said, these, these are two guys that have been here before, you know, obviously Dan Bilesma, it's hard to, you know, compare anybody that has as much experience as he does, you know, not only, you know, coaching the AHL, the NHL winning a Stanley cup, but, you know, also I believe he's coached the national team at the Olympics before, you know, I, I want to say that was 2014, if I'm not mistaken, was his year coaching that, but, um, yeah, I think, you it know, was. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, obviously Todd Nelson's no slouch either. You know, he's coached in pro level for so long, a couple of good Dallas stars teams, and he's won a Calder cup with the, the Grand Rapids Griffins. So, you know, there's, you know, a great pedigree. And it was funny listening to, you know, some of Todd Nelson's thoughts over some of the videos. I know that Fox 43 was putting out here this afternoon, uh, evening for us, afternoon for them, of course, you know, where Todd Nelson called him Danny, you know, it seemed like they had a, a, a prior you know, relationship where, you know, they know each other type of thing. And, you know, it seems like, like you said, it's going to be just a fantastic chess match between two of them, you know, probably the best minds in the game at this point. But going back to Todd Nelson a little bit, it was funny kind of seeing him kind of come full circle a little bit, Richard. I'm sure you probably noticed this as well was that he talked about, you know, he wanted to establish a winning culture and Hershey, you know, play in front of the fans. You know, he was, you know, kind of echoing some of his thoughts back in October when he was first introduced in that respect, including being reminded by more than one Bears fan, he said at the time, I went back and looked at this, um, he was reminded by more than one Bears fan that the Bears haven't won a Calder Cup in quite some time. You know, basically, as you know, he was moving in, he was, you know, reminded that a number of times. And, you know, so far, you know, he's, you know, made do made good on that promise so far. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things you almost can't, you have a hard time arguing, you know, betting against the guy to have a, um, you know, have his moment type of thing. It feels like it's kind of, you know, he kind of got shorted as a player his one year here. He had a career year, his one season in Hershey. And, um, you know, from my understanding, obviously I was a little bit too young back then, but um, my understanding was that, you know, the Bears actually weren't good defensively enough to, you know, to win him, you know, any series to get far enough for a Calder Cup as a player here in Hershey too. So it's a little bit of an interesting kind of full circle moment kind of going into this series a little bit too. Yeah. And yeah, I really liked uh, Todd Nelson's demeanor throughout, throughout all this. Um, he's been very forward with the me with the media, um, not afraid to tell it like it is not just to the media, but us fans at times as well when it's needed, not all the time, but when it's needed. And he's a guy who, to, to, to take an old uh, saying from the 1950s, he's a guy who walks softly but carries a big stick, is what he reminds me of. Soft-spoken, but he will swing that hatchet when he has to. And you've, you've felt, you and me have both been down there in the press conferences when when you, walk, you see Coach walk in and you're just like, uh-oh. Like like that look, as well. So um, let's see here before we go on. Bob, yeah, from Bob Howard, great stuff, fellas. Keep it up, spread the word. Let's go, Bears. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, as well. But yeah, like I really liked how Todd Nelson's handled himself. Me and the guys talked about that. We better appreciate what he has here because I don't think Nelson's going to be sticking around here for long. I think you're going to have a good amount of teams that are going to come a calling. Like we thought he could have been a prime candidate for DC, but Spencer Carberry got that. 
I'm not sure how many other NHL head coaching vacancies are left. I'm sure there's some assistants out there. Maybe he will, but I'm getting ahead of myself as, as well. So Corey, let's bring this down the home stretch, brother. It is prediction time. And I'm saying, ugh, gosh, this, this is a series that is going to test Hershey in everything. In absolutely everything. And if I can stick with another video game analogy, I know I, I'm going with video game. I've used my one anime. I'm using my one other video game as well. And I've said this about the playoffs. This is Dr. Wiley we're facing. You've said final boss. This is Dr. Wiley. The playoffs are Dr. Wiley's castle. Every round is a different Dr. Wiley stage. And you're facing a really big machine of his at this point. And that's exactly what the Coachella Valley Firebirds are. They are talented. They are, they have a lot of weapons, but I think the Bears defensively can hold them. And if they can do what they did with Rochester, I think a game might get ugly with them. And like Rochester might happen early, but I think Todd's going to batten down the hatches. I think, I think Vex could break out Sam, Sam Ennis, is going to have some good stuff as well. But I think Hershey does the total team effort and wins it in six in California. We raise the silver chalice. Hershey in six. I wanted to say seven. I want to say seven. But we've clinched a lot of series in six in the past. So give me Hershey in six. And it comes home. It comes home to where it should be. I said that to the cup when it was back here for Hall of Fame night. Me and the boys got a picture at the cup, not with it, got a picture at it. And we all said the same thing. You are where you should be. It's coming home. Well, I, I love the video game reference. I know I already kind of used mine earlier with uh, The Legend of Zelda, but I'm going to go with the one that's a little bit more near and dear to, I think, my heart as well as yours. And I'm going to go with the Star Fox 64 reference. Um, this mm -hmm. is the final Andros kind of fight. You know, it's going to be one of those ones yeah. where even if you win, he's going to say, if I go down, I'm taking you with me. And it's going to be, you know, just an absolute down to the wire. You know, you're going to, the, the bears are going to be the R wing shooting out of, you know, Andros's secret base with the explosion behind him, you know, just barely escaping type of thing. And um, I'm going to go with Hershey and six as well. And the main reason is because I think that, if it goes seven, I have more reason to be concerned, right? Because with Coachella Valley, they're when they're a cornered animal, they're their most dangerous, right? We saw it so many times in the playoffs preceding that. You know, they played that play-in round against Tucson where everybody kind of said, oh, man, Coachella Valley doesn't look like they're for real because they lost to Tucson. You know, they won that series in three games. You know, they played Colorado in the second round. They were down, they had their backs to the wall two games to one in that series as well. You know, everybody kind of thought, oh man, it probably wasn't meant to be first year jitters kind of thing. But no, they came back and they had a dominant effort in game five. I think it was something like five to nothing, if I remember correctly. And then, you know, who's to say the, that anybody saw them beating Calgary out? You know, it was always that kind of big brother, little brother kind of thing. Everyone always said, you know, um, you know, their goaltender, they've everybody talked about that for so long. 
And then they get Andrew Podorowski back in that series, and he scores his first goal of the series in overtime in game five, and they win. You know, and then they go on, and, you know, it's interesting to kind of say that Milwaukee was kind of their easiest team they played so far, and that they didn't go seven games in that series. They took it to six and, you know, even had to hang on a little bit. So I kind of think that, you know, Coachella Valley as a team is gets stronger as they get cornered um kind of thing just kind of like andros going into a second form type of thing is that that big ugly brain that anybody who's played it remembers and is etched into their brain certainly so i don't want to go seven with this coachella valley team i want to see the bears win it in six um i think that's you know the bears are probably going to have a couple of the games like the rochester series where they're gonna have to make some adjustments but heck for my money you know I like the format of the series in that if the bears can take advantage of, you know, how good they've been on the road here, maybe bag a win. It'd be lovely if they could bag two, but you know, obviously that's, you know, that is a best case scenario, absolute type of thing. We're going to leave that for, you know, a, you know, ultra optimistic view because it's not going to be easy, but um, you know, the great news is that the bears have those three games at home, to, you know, kind of establish their home presence that they talked about needing to play better at home. And, you know, what better atmosphere is there than this? So, you know, I would love to see that kind of come to fruition. It would be kind of even nice if we were talking about five games instead of instead of uh, instead of six. But I'm not going to be that bold in this this prediction here. So mm-hmm. I will say Bears and six. I'm going right with you. I know we don't usually I usually try to you know play devil's advocate and go for something different. But I'm going to go align with you on this one. Yeah, um, it's going the distance with this, with, you know, Coachella Valley going seven. Um, game seven, anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen. And we've seen that in in the playoffs many a times. But, um, you know, with the AHL going to be wrap, most likely wrapping up its season after, um, after the NHL does, um, how fitting would it be if this would go seven and we take this all the way to uh, June, uh, June 23rd, I think it is 21st or some, something like that. I think you're right. 21st. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of hockey in, in North America, but I, I will always pop for an N for an N64 reference. I will always pop for a star Fox 64 reference. And you were saying that, and it was hard for me not to laugh a little bit just because, just because like I could hear like Malcolm Subban saying the, the one star wolf when he goes down, no way. I don't believe it. Zero on the clock. So yeah, I, I, yeah, you're, you're pressing all the right buttons on, on that one. So of course we're both in agreement. We're both taking Hershey and we both agree. This is going to be a lengthy series. Should be a fun one. Bears nation. Put out the coffee or the caffeine or the energy drink because a couple of these could be some long nights. So, Corey, before we go, as always, put out there what you're working on there, there brother, and um, the floor is yours. By the way, one more note is I talked about that series format being really nice to have that 2-3-2 in a sense. Don't ask the Texas Stars from 2010 about that, though. It was not favorable for them. They had that, they had that advantage and it did not go well for them. So that's, that's the tricky part. You had to play, you had to win four games and that's the end of the story there. It doesn't matter how it happens. Just make it happen. But anyhow, you can find me over at HBH nation blog. That's where all the live tweets are going to be for this series from me, at least. 
Um, you know, you can follow me over at FPH Bears. We did a big in-depth preview. I spent several days on um, with a lot of quotes, a lot of good stuff. We we're talking about some overlapping a little bit on what we had over here. Um, and if you want to follow me for any some on reason there over where I probably make more Star Fox 64 references, it's at CSWA11 as my personal one. Three Twitter accounts there. So I'm excited. I'm just ready for the puck to drop no matter how late I have to stay up for it. I'm sure, you know, as you could say, we're not huge fans of it. We're, you know, first shifters, so to speak, and that we go to work mm-hmm. in the morning. But, uh, you know, it's the finals, baby. You're not going to, as the guys were talking about, you're not going to have this. We haven't had this in seven years. We haven't had a win in the Calder Cup finals in longer than that, 13 years. So it's time. I'm ready for it. Let's bring it on here. Let's go Bears. Exactly. We got Got to go Bears from Finland. We're going international on this. Wow. Thank, thank you, brother. Um, they were just now, for some of you wondering who post, um, there is weird Facebook things with groups that it's not able to say your name that's out there. I know Bob Howard did, but I think that was through my podcast page, which is different. It's it's Facebook. It's weird, everyone. Um, I've seen who's been doing out there. Uh, Diana Vecchioni has been out there putting this out been always commenting on great stuff out of there so thank you thank you bears bears nation on this um tomorrow night it begins 10 o'clock at azacor arena out there in palm springs california and and the line's been drawn in the sand and the moments at hand bears fans to quote a line from a song entangled the series and i know i'm ready all of you are ready. Coachella Valley's ready. Chocolate Town is ready. And me. And for Corey as well. I'm ready as I'll ever be. Go Bears. Let's bring Richard, it back. I think we, gotta, we gotta do one more thing here since Bob Howard commented on this one. We gotta mm-hmm. end it up with a let's go bears on three. One, we two, three. Yeah. Let's go bears. Ah, <laughs> No, God, do it. God, do it properly. What, what? Yeah, once we'll get synced up a little bit better on the count of three for all the bears out there. And if you're watching this, type in the comments uh, now. One, two, three. Let's go, Let's bears. Go bears. Ah. <laughs> Enjoy the games this weekend, Bears Nation. Game one tomorrow night, game two on Saturday night, 10 o'clock. And then we are back at at Giant Center on Tuesday the 13th. I will see you then. And as I, Corey will see you out, out there as well, brother. And as I said, I'm ready as I'll ever be. Go Bears. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. 
This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!